you are listening to. No, that isn't me, and it sure isn't you, and I'll be helping you to step into who you are. So let's start that again. Welcome to Beyond the Brand with me, Carly. This podcast is all about inspiring you to align with your brand and your business to attract who you want to. We'll also be delving deeper into how you show up, especially if, like me, you're a little bit neuro-spicy, or as I call it, neuro-amazing, because that is what we are. We'll be looking at what can stop you from showing up as you, with brilliant guests every two weeks, who will be helping me talk all of this through too. You might want to grab a journal or a notebook for all the inspiration, top tips, and just chances to reflect that you're about to hear. So let's get on with this week's episode and help take you beyond the brand. Enjoy. How are you all? Are you enjoying what I am self-penning as Brand Mindset Month slash two months? It's kind of just rolling into one. But yeah, I wanted this episode to fit in nicely with that. I wanted to talk about something that can, can yeah, it can come up a time and time again. It's definitely come up for me. And I even talked about it in one of my episodes, which is episode number 30. If you do check that out, that's with Natalie Trice. And we talk all things visibility and things that can stop us from showing up as we want to. And this was part of that conversation. I remember speaking to Natalie about this because Natalie is the queen of changing direction, but in a really positive way, because I think there can be so many negative connotations that come with this. And that was actually something we mentioned about looking flaky and looking like we just flit around a little bit. And I'm saying we, because I've been there as well. And you know, if you've been in business for quite some time, especially in the online world, chances are you have made a change, pivoted, changed direction, whatever you call it. Chances are you've done that at some point, especially the times that we're in. I think COVID changed so much for so many people. There's a lot of pivoting going on. But how to do it? Yeah, without feeling flaky and the knock-on effect that can come from feeling that way we can really feel like we're taking a backward step because really you know I talk about building a personal brand about getting known for what you do and really that is what building a personal brand is all about it is getting known for what you do it's then getting to groups with so much more about your message your niche your values everything that I say on repeat but you know it's talking to your dream clients and it's getting to know what they want and need from you, how you can connect with them, how you can start to attract them. It's all there. But what happens when you change? Because inadvertently you are going to, you know, your personal brand might not necessarily change too much. You're not going to change, but your message will change and your dream clients will most likely change. Your niche will change and especially getting known for what you do because you're not doing that anymore. So what happens when you want to change? Let's break it down. Because there's a lot of big questions that come with this and so many people come to me for this exact reason. They've lost confidence. They pivot. They're all excited to start with this new exciting journey. But suddenly it's almost like a brick wall is put in front of them. It really is like starting again and that's how it feels. So I've been there You may have been there, but yes, so many people come to me, so many clients where they just want to start again, but they don't really know where to start because they are asking those questions of, is this starting again? Am I starting afresh completely? Will I lose followers? 
Will everybody unsubscribe from my email list? And that's actually a, a good one to mention because after all, you know, if you do sign up for tips on one thing and then end up getting tips on another thing, that's not going to gel well. So you can see where all these fears come from. They are real fears. And that's part of it. I'm going to break it down in some tips shortly. But these real fears can happen. And it's how to work with that, especially in your mindset, staying strong, staying confident and feeling like that amazing personal brand that you are. Or in this case, it might be that you felt like previously, but you feel like you're back to square one. And I've been there. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share my example. And I've got a couple of other examples within this as well. And I'm going to go on to eight steps that you can take to change direction without, it's not necessarily looking flaky, because really that's more the mindset that we feel flaky. But we will come to that. We will have a look into all of this. So yeah, my pivot. So I've shared before, I share it on my social media. I've only just really started to share this. And this is something that's going to come up in the steps is that I worked in fitness for years and years and I had a personal training business for 10 years and within that there was a natural pivot that came first and then the big pivot to what I'm doing today. So the first pivot or change in direction or whatever you want to call it was actually quite a natural progression. What I was doing just evolved. It was basically going from fitness to more of a well-being and mindfulness role and that was me just working on my own development And the two go hand in hand. You're looking at the physical well-being with the mental well-being. And that's how that happened. And you can see that. So that wasn't a big change. And I was still looking at the physical side of things as well. So if anything, they just kind of rolled into one and it became fitness and well-being. So that didn't feel like a big pivot. Didn't feel like a big deal. And I still felt like the authority and the expert in that field. However, when... I went from well-being, so this progressed sort of well-being and mindfulness. When I made the huge switch from well-being to brand strategy, as you can imagine, that was a whole different ballgame because they are two very different industries and roles. Or so I thought. And this is it. A lot of this is all in our heads. We overthink things, of course, (laughs) stuck in our heads and a lot of fear comes from these sort of big changes. So yeah, suddenly for my own example, I started to feel the fear again. I started to question myself. Who even was I? So I'd been this big industry expert in fitness, first of all, then in well-being. Suddenly, I felt like an imposter. Do listen to last week's guest interview with Monia Meyer that was all about imposter syndrome. All these episodes interconnect And I just wanted to drop that in because it really does relate to this episode. Because yeah, I felt like a complete fraud. Even though, and this is where it gets interesting, and this is where imposter syndrome makes no sense whatsoever sometimes. So yeah, I'd worked in fitness for 10, 15 years. I say 10, 15 because I had some maternity leave in there as well. Yeah, I had come from a creative background. So in the middle of that, I'd got a degree in creative advertising I had all my A-levels, all my initial qualifications were in art and design. Yeah, I'd gone into fitness and obviously became the expert and the authority in that. So when I came back to this, this was going full circle for me. It was a huge pivot, I guess, to, it felt like it to myself and probably the online world. But actually, it wasn't a huge change overall. To me, it felt like, I have said this about reconnecting and healing with my past. 
Anyway, that's another episode and I have shared that somewhere before, so do give them all a listen. But yeah, it was going back full circle. Yet I still felt like the imposter. Even though I had this degree and it was a first class degree and I feel it's important to say that because I still didn't think I was good enough. I had industry experience in top advertising agencies. I did all the marketing at everywhere that I worked. So when I was in fitness and when I worked in gyms, in health clubs, for the NHS, a healthy living centre, I ended up doing all the marketing for them. Yet I still felt like an imposter. And the biggie was that I knew I had all this experience, but to the online world, to me, it felt like I had no online track record. You know, so some people will say, oh, I've been in this industry for 10 years. And I guess in a way I have because I was doing all this. I was doing all my own branding, my own marketing. I was doing it everywhere I worked. Yet because I've been in fitness, it didn't feel like I had any experience. So that's what can come up. That's my own example, but you might be able to relate with that. If you've made a huge switch, or it could even be that within what you're doing now, you want to change a little bit, but it still feels like a big deal because you know that may change who you attract or who you need to connect with. And it can feel scary. It can feel like you're starting again. So I guess the question is how to do this, how to change direction or pivot without looking flaky. Oh yeah, maybe I should reword that without feeling flaky without that judgment on ourselves, that we are just flitting about and not really sticking to one thing. I know that's how it feels because I've been there so many times, even with what I'm doing now. I do a lot of copy coaching, copywriting as well. Under this umbrella of brand strategy, I still feel this. I still think, oh, do I look flaky that I can do this, this and this? But actually, no, it's all under the umbrella and that's where strategy comes in. A side note there, but that's definitely where it comes in. It's having it all makes sense having that clarity over what you do. So here are my steps to feeling better about this process and I guess to make it smoother overall. So some of this, well a lot of it is mindset but a lot of it is strategy and practical as well and I think yeah that's what I'm about. I'm all about the brand mindset and the brand strategy. Together they're a powerful combination. You can't really have one without the other. They kind of back each other up. Because if you go too much on the strategy side, you've not dealt with the mindset, it's going to wobble and the strategy just won't take place. It won't be effective. But again, if you've got the mindset, you feel confident, you don't feel like an imposter or it's minimal, then you've not got a plan. You still won't show up as you want to. Let's get to the steps. Step number one. And this is very much about the mindset. And it's yeah, probably a little bit woo. I always say I'm quite spiritual. And this is where this comes in for me. So let's start here. And number one is to trust and accept. So let's look at trust. To trust the process for one, to trust the universe and to trust yourself. This is all happening for a reason and you are just facilitating this, going with the universe's bigger plan and your plan to make it happen. So it's keeping strong on this. It's trusting that this is happening as it should. Okay, the accept part. This goes back to what I've already talked about a little bit and it's accepting that this will change things. You will lose people, but they want to be the right people for this. So you will lose followers. People will unsubscribe off your email list. They may leave your group if you've got one or if it's personal connections, they may just start to lose interest because again, they're coming to you for one thing. It's changed something else. So you've got to go with that, but it's not a bad thing. It's not. You need the right people now for what you're doing. 
So again, trusting and accepting. So step two leads on from this because it's all about taking positive action. Yeah, what can you do as in response to that? So knowing it's going to change, accepting it's going to change. Yes, you're still going to have these mindset wobbles, this whole starting again, but it's never really starting again. Yes, you're starting from scratch to a certain extent, which I will lead on to, but you've got the experience, you've done all this, you know what you're doing, and if not, just gain that support with it. So taking the action, what can you do? So you can be quite strategic, back to that word, quite intentional, not to do things too quickly. I would take your time with this. I always say journal around it, but depending on which stage of the pivot or the direction change you're in, gain support, whether it's a coach or just journaling around it yourself and get to the bottom of you know, whether this is right for you. That's, that's kind of going back a step actually, but once you've got that, you know that this is right for you, then yes, yeah, start to let people know, but take your time. You don't want it to happen too quickly. I would just start to drop things in, depending on where you're up to in your social media journey, start to tell the story just drip feed. So start to give little hints towards this. If you are quite spiritual, it could almost be like a calling that it's starting to happen and just, yeah, how comfortable it feels for you. Start to let people know. It could even be for trusted clients or followers or connections that you you personal message them, you voice message them, you jump on a call, you know, you could let them know from the beginning that this is happening. Back to the universe and making it happen, it's that setting intention and then taking all the action you need to take. So yeah, let people know, and then start to build it up. Maybe start to put some dates in place. When is this change going to happen? And how? Making those decisions, and this is where it gets quite tricky. This is the strategy side of things. This way you need to almost unhook from those emotions, and know it's not easy, but it's making some business decisions. Encouraging people to maybe unfollow is probably a good thing to do. So telling people about this, Asking them to unfollow if your new direction is not for them, but saying they're more than welcome to stay around if that feels right to you. Same with the email list if you've got one. Again, be really clear. Offer the option to unsubscribe. Again, it's unhooking from those emotions because as your numbers go down, it's not a bad thing. It's really not. It's actually a really positive thing because the more people you have that don't open emails, don't like or comment on your posts, the algorithm, and email click rates. I don't really know it. I'm not very tech like that, but I just know that it doesn't really like it. It's actually better for you to have less people, but higher quality, more of your dream clients and less of your non-dream clients. So yeah, offer that option, encourage them, whether it's gently or give them a bit of a nudge to yeah, unfollow if it's not for them. The next step in that is making those decisions for you about whether you actually want to start again. You know, maybe you've got a good following on Facebook or on Instagram, but if you're going to really self-conscious when you post about this new change direction, knowing there's people there that aren't dream clients and you might worry about that, then is it a good idea to start again, perhaps? I did. I started a whole new Facebook page and to be fair, it's not grown much at all. I don't really give that much attention. I'm all about Instagram. Facebook, I love for connecting, but Instagram is where I'm at. So yeah, you could make that decision if something's not for you or you're not that bothered about that page, you could just get rid. Is it a new group, a new page? I've said that, but yeah, all these decisions. But I say you're not starting again. You have got that energy and experience from previous. Okay, number three, and this does come down to your mindset. 
because in all this it's going to test you. I've already said quite a few things there about the fear, the imposter syndrome, worrying about losing followers and subscribers. It's all going to test you right here, right now. But you have to stay high vibe. The biggest tip I want to give here, I'm all about empowerment and that brand mindset, is to not dull your own sparkle. Do not lose that confidence. I'm saying this from a place of experience because I did. As soon as that imposter syndrome kicks in and you don't feel that authority, you're going to start playing smaller. But if you're at the top of the game in the last, in whatever you're coming from, or you just felt that confidence in that, keep that vibe. Just know that you're going to, you're going to feel like that again. You are. It's just going to take a bit of time. If anything else, you could just fake it (laughs) and then work through it, whatever's coming up. So if it's imposter syndrome, work through it. But just keep that confidence going. Okay, number four. I've got to it eventually. My one of my favourite words, strategy, just to get out of your head. Because like I said, so far it's all been about the mindset side of things, about trusting and accepting. There has been some action. But now it's putting the strategy in place and getting the support. I would massively encourage you to get support on this because you are really are going to be thinking, well, what am I saying? Who am I talking to? And all these questions come to head, all these thoughts that you had probably at the beginning of your journey initially, it's all going to come back. And you don't want that to affect that confidence that I'm talking about. So getting support, or you could try it your own way. You could do a DIY course if you're quite good at these things to dig deep and find the words that you need to say. So who are your dream clients? That's a biggie. Where will you find them? How will you reach them? How will you speak to them? They're biggies. Journal around it as always. Maybe write that all that down. Or like I say, get support if you need it. Okay, number five is a bit of strategy again. It's a bit of intention. It's to network in a new kind of way. So it's kind of similar to where I say about you might lose followers or subscribers. You're going to have a network of people. If you have been in the online world for a while, you're going to have developed a network of business friends, associates, business besties. But they normally they all have the potential of becoming clients. So many of my clients have come from this, from networking, from memberships I've been in, through referrals from business associates. Never underestimate the power of networking, but in your own way. It doesn't have to be the old school way of going networking and it being quite daunting. Just being in groups and just, yeah, knowing what you're about and knowing who you can help in those groups is crucial. But that's going to change as well, possibly. Depends what you're changing from and to. But, you know, have a look at that. Have a look at the groups that you're in. Have a look at new groups. Make sure it's all relevant. Where This is where, I guess, the old school question in marketing of where does your ideal client hang out? (laughs) And it used to be coffee shops and things like that. Now, in the online world, it is which groups are they in. That can be crucial. And it's getting known for what you do now. So the good thing about that is you can start fresh a little bit. You could leave groups that you're in or stay in there, but no things are going to change. You could join new groups. And it's like wiping the slate clean. Become that authority. Own it. I'm skipping ahead there. <laughs> I have got that coming up. But you know, yeah, be that person and get known for it within those groups. It's a great opportunity. Getting known for what you do now, looking at memberships, masterminds, group programs, and free groups. Okay, number six. Ah, yep, here we go. Own it. <laughs> I knew I jumped ahead there. So Step two of my soul model, own your brilliance, but I want you to own this now, own what you do. And it is about 
stepping into who you are now, which is that's not really going to change. Your values won't change, but it just might change things in terms of energy because you may have lost energy in your last role. It's, you know, if you're pivoting, you've probably been ready to do it for quite some time. So this could be a really positive thing that you could have a whole new energy about you that you can start to put out there. But yeah, own it. Own what you do now as you are. Number seven, to tell your story. To be honest and tell it. Because with this, it's easy not to tell it and sort of hide away. I did that. I think I, t- you know, do come and find me if you ever want to talk about all this, talk it through. I would love to know your thoughts. Because for me, I was thinking, well, if I start talking about fitness that I was in fitness and make a big deal that I've pivoted or you know even just saying that I've pivoted that maybe that's going to question my authority because they're thinking well oh well so you're a fitness expert what are you doing now and again that's all in our head that's part of that imposter syndrome it's part of not being the authority I definitely felt that based on my experience I would say to tell your story but when you're ready it might be that you don't mention it to start with that's kind of what I fell into I wanted to be known for what I'm doing now. So I didn't really tell it. But now I do. Because it is part of my story. And it inspires other people. Other people that are pivoting. that have got all these same fears around this. To hear that you've done this. And especially if they've got to know you now for what you do now. They're going to look at that and be really inspired by it. And think, oh, well, well, they did it. They made that move. I can too. And you just don't know what it could lead to. So yeah, you know, I wouldn't want to go back into fitness or mindfulness or well-being. However, I've got a fabulous client who we got chatting and I do some content writing for a self-care gift service, helping with writing about self-care and naturally that's where I've come from. So naturally I'm good at writing about that sort of stuff. It's stuff I've done in the past. I've written so many articles on self-care and well-being. It naturally came through. And then I think I just dropped it in that I have a, a random diploma in mindfulness and my background. And suddenly that's led to me being the content writer, but also being the mindfulness expert as well. And I'm embracing that. Once upon a time, I would have said no to that, but this is working hand in hand. So yet you don't know where this might lead. So telling that story, being honest, sharing your past, it could lead to things that are in complete alignment into what you're doing now. Okay, the final step or tip, I guess, they also blur into one. Number eight, links on from this, and it is to be open to opportunities. Exactly like I've just shared, but it's just making a feature of that, really. So, you know, it's being a little bit careful. You know, some people will say about to niche or not to niche. A niche is being 100% needed. It depends what it's in. It is going to attract that client, but you've got to be open to other opportunities as well. And when you're pivoting, it's trying things out. So you could decide that niche, but be open to other opportunities just like I was. Because your dream client, you may have a picture of who that is, but it might be a bit unknown as well, especially if this is all quite new. So I would just say to be a little bit flexible, not to be too rigid, and just really keep checking in with who that is. Who is that dream client? Checking with who you're attracting naturally. Being careful you don't attract the wrong people from your previous field. And that you start to go backwards because that can be, that's a whole different conversation. And I've had that. I've had tests from the universe where it starts to pull you back a little bit. Opportunities might come up that are taking you back. And if you're questioning your journey and thinking, oh, it's starting again, feels hard work, and an opportunity comes up, it may test you. So actually, actually, that's a side note. It's being aware of that, being aware of the wrong opportunities coming forward that, that do take you back a step, 
but it's also being open to the right ones that take you forward or it may even be a bit of a sidestep but it's all part of the journey it's back to that intuition it's trusting your own instincts on this so yet there we are those are my eight tips to help you make this transition as smooth as possible there's always going to be bumps it's always going to feel a bit rocky but by taking control of your mindset for one accepting and trusting all the things that come with this and having that strategy intention and putting a plan in place as well as getting support it will make this feel so much easier do come and find me if you want to talk any of this through my links are always in the show notes and do contact me if you'd like any help with making your big change if you are or if you're going to in the future then you can do this and not to let any fear hold you back I can't remember the saying (laughs) but it's about what is at the other side of your comfort zone and that far outweighs the fear that comes with it so go for it so reach out if you need support and do follow those steps which I'll pop in the show notes as well and do find me on social media where I will list those out for your reference if and when the time comes thanks so much for listening see you next week Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you've enjoyed that episode and got everything that you need from it. Don't forget to check out all of the other episodes, depending on what it is that you need in your business and life at this moment in time. Don't forget to leave a glowing review and do check out the show notes for any free resources mentioned today. Plus, do come and connect with me on social media as well as my brilliant guests. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you next time.